So welcome to Kindred, a safe, authentic space created through yoga, meditation, and honest, open discussion. And I am Megan Parker Quinn. And I am Raina Graham. And we're Kindred. Yay! You can find us on Instagram at Kindred, Y-E-G, and we're over on Facebook with the same name. And everything we do is on our website at KindredYEG.com, including... A free yoga class, a free meditation, a link to our last women's event that's happening this Friday, the last one for the summer break before we return in the fall, mm-hmm. and your series that's if you're looking to start your home yoga practice, that that is the jam, and we need to be for it. Yeah, girl. And coming soon, Megan's meditation series. Dun, dun, dun. Better put that shit on the calendar because if it's not on the calendar, it ain't happening. That is true. You like it? Write it down in like mental notes. Yes. Write it down. So we read a book. Weird. At the same time. Yep. Um, Well, I listened to it because that's what I do. I listened to the audiobook. Megan read, read the actual book and we want to talk about it yeah and this is something we both avoided for quite some time is reading this book because talking about money and looking into like your actual beliefs about money is fucking hard it just yeah. is like, it can be really uncomfortable like, it makes you itchy like, <laughs> like right now Right? Oh, God. So today we're talking about the book, You Are a Badass with Making Money by Jen Sincero. Mm-hmm. And we both have read the You Are a Badass book and loved yes. it. I loved it. That was like one of my biggest breakthroughs for like personal development and stuff. But she wrote a book about money, which Raina said that we both either had the book or got it from the library like a few times. And we're like, oh, it's like not the time for that yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> like, the time. Okay. Like, yeah should or get off the pot it's time to read the book and funny enough we started reading it around tax time yeah like that was intense <laughs> yeah Taxes, they bring up a lot but i say it before but like i just tax season you feel like nothing but regret and it's insane how much negative emotion you have on money yeah and above the energy behind it and then like reading this book just getting like a few little takeaways and then actually like doing all the journaling exercises and writing down your thoughts about money how you realize how deep your mindset is yeah it. i still have to do i still have to actually do all the like writing assignments yeah. but for me like that's going to be my next step with the book i actually am going to purchase the book yeah. Um, so that I can go through and do the writing assignments because I think that's so important. I'm finding that in anything I do, like the actual integration of yep. what you read into your life, you need to sit down and like apply it to your life. So yeah. not just reading it and go, well, yeah, that makes sense. And then putting the book down and carrying on with your life, which is so oftentimes what I do with so many books is I'm like in it when I'm reading it, it's like, yes, this is so good. This is so speaking to me. And then you put the book down 
and you haven't integrated any of that into your own Mm -hmm. life. Um, And I think that more people that are writing these types of books now are starting to understand that. And I'm finding that like more books now have so many writing prompts in that. Do you you find that now? Like, yeah. Well, it seems like any book that we've read, like lately, and the warrior Warrior goddess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and even the book I just read about um, eating in the light of the moon, and yeah. Um, yeah, so many books have like these, you know, like stop here, sit down, write this out as it yeah. applies to your own life. And I think that that's such an important step not to skip, and one that I skip so often. <laughs> like as you like haven't done it. Yet. No, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, like I was listening to the audiobook. So a lot of mm-hmm. times it was when I was driving or doing something where I couldn't write, but I yeah. definitely like know that I need to go and purchase the book and sit down and like write it in my calendar to make appointments yeah. with myself to go through this. Because for me, like I already knew I have a major avoidance with money. Because I have underlying beliefs and fears and major negative emotions around it. And so my coping mechanism with money is just to completely pretend like I don't need to do anything with it. Other than spend it mindlessly or just not like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Yeah. And... That doesn't work very well, in case you're wondering. <laughs> well, just for a while, I guess, right? It really bites you in the ass. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it's not a really great tactic if you want mm-hmm. to get more of it, if you want to not worry about it. Um, it's not that great. So, yeah, it, this, this book really makes you take a hard look at, like, what you actually think about money and why you're in the situation that you're in with money and what to yeah. do about going about changing your mindset towards yeah. money. Going the scarcity mindset, right? To like one of abundance. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what was, what do you feel like your biggest fear is with money? Um, my biggest fear with money comes back to, I think what, a, where a lot of my fear stems from with things is, I feel like I'm not smart enough mm-hmm. to, if I had money or if I have to deal with it or make decisions surrounding it, that I'm I'm not smart enough or capable enough to make the right decisions or good decisions um, to impact it in a positive way. So then, yeah. again, like my coping mechanism is just to be like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Right? What about you? Um, I think my biggest fear about being successful or wealthy or like, even like she uses the word rich a lot and even how like, I don't even like saying that word rich, but like how it's, if I were to be wealthy, that it would change all the relationships mm-hmm. around me. Yeah. And I fear, I fear losing my relationships because of money. Right. Yeah. But I like how, I think the biggest thing that I got out of that is like a like truly recognizing that and like really naming it being like if I'm wealthy I could lose everybody I know yeah like that's like like what are the chances of that and I'm like who even cares like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen but then how after naming that he said it's like 
what are all the amazing things you could do with money if you were wealthy, right? And then it's like living your like truly best life in the way that you want to with that freedom to do so and to be able to like truly give. They're like, what would you do? She's like, what would you do with your money if you had like a complete abundance of it? And like, you didn't have to worry about it or. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like all the things you want to do and like just how much more you could really give to have if you had that wealth and that money, I think the big thing too is thinking of money as an energy Right, and how that's like an energy exchange. And like and the how, vibration, like how yeah. you have to like raise your vibration to yeah. the vibration of money. And if you have negative thoughts and feelings towards money, yeah. you have a really low vibration. And if it is yeah. an energy exchange, you're not going to be attracting that into your life. You're going to be repelling it because you think so negatively about money. And that was yeah. a big eye-opener for me because... I don't like thinking about one, money one. So I think somewhere in the book she talked about like if you treated your friends like you treated money or like they wouldn't be sticking around because I completely yeah. ignore money. I talk badly about it. I like have complete anxiety around it and act awkward as fuck. <laughs> like I'm just like, There's oh, just yeah. events which, like people have to like pay for stuff. We're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Or I just, like, get rid of it as fast as possible, yeah. and I'm, like, mindless with it, or I, I don't take care of it. I don't take time with it to understand it, to get to yeah. know it, to communicate with it. And it would, like, no wonder it doesn't like to hang around me, right? Like, yeah. and I thought that that was a really interesting way of framing that in a way that you can really think about. Like, I know a lot of people might hear that and be like, that's just, like crazy talk like what the hell are you talking about no, but it's true crazy. it's true because it's like if you like if you give yourself permission to want money and know mm -hmm. that it's okay to want money and to have a comfortable life and to do and have the things that you want to do to be able to step into your power and live your purpose yeah. on this earth and just live the best way that you can, um, you're definitely going to have to change your thoughts and your vibration and your energy in order to yeah. match that of abundance and manifesting mm -hmm. and drawing that energy to you. Yeah. Right. Having that gratitude. For, right I like how you talk like how she talked and like how you brought that point up about it being like your friend because you think about like when you find money on the ground it's like bumping into a friend you haven't seen such a time it's like oh hey it's <laughs> like how you been like big hug and a kiss and then like you take it with you and like how when you have that and like like even just saying that feels better so I remember too is reading the book called The Magic was written by the same author that wrote The Secret and just having that like gratitude for everything in life, including money. Yeah. And how like every time you receive money to be like, thank you, thank you, thank you. But like really mean it and be like, this is amazing that like you're being paid for something and how grateful I am to be able to have the money to pay for things that allow me to do this and allow me to go here and allow me to give this to somebody else. Right. And how that gratitude is so key. And I think that she, like the book just like really reinforces having gratitude for money. Yeah. And that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so, 
it's so challenging um, to look at something that makes us so uncomfortable because I think so many of us are not equipped or taught or encouraged to mm-hmm. have a healthy and positive relationship with money. Because if you think yeah. about it, you inherit your family or the environment you're in beliefs about money. And if you were yeah. living in a place of scarcity or where things were really tight or, you know, you were taught certain things about money or nobody talked about money at all. Yeah. You know, um, and then all of a sudden you become an adult and you get your first credit card or you, you know, like, right. You just like, you yeah. have no idea what you're doing. And then when it, if you do develop habits that aren't so healthy with it and you get yourself into a little bit of debt, then the negative feelings start to happen of that like panic or that weight holding you down or just like that loss of control or fear. And yeah, I think like if we as a society could start opening up and talking more about money and how to have a healthy relationship with it and that you don't have to be afraid of it, you don't have to hate it, you don't have to like if you do get it or want it that doesn't make you a greedy or bad horrible person totally right oh my god because that's that's the other thing is like for me like I've always thought like money isn't everything like you shouldn't be thinking about like how much you can make and it all always makes me feel guilty or dirty or wrong for thinking about how I can make money and how I can get more money And Mm -hmm. I always end up feeling like this shame or guilt, like, oh man, I'm so like, that's, that must mean that I don't care about people or I don't, you know, and that's not, that's just not true, but it's a belief I hold. And so it's like, like reframing your mindset around what that all means and just opening it up for discussion and actual actually examining those thoughts and beliefs yeah. and questioning whether or not those are true for you yeah right which he does like all the journaling prompts yeah right like being like no like dig into this like where is this really coming from and if you were wealthy how would you be able to live your life and what does like your ideal day look like, but then like listing your ideal day and then being like, okay, like how much money do you need for that? And what can you do for that? And yeah, I think that that was a big takeaway for me too, is realizing that I can still be humble and be wealthy at the same time. Yeah. That I don't be like this poor single mom and living in a one bedroom apartment with their two kids Yeah, to be humble. Well, and the other part, too, that I really liked about the book, because there's so much stuff out there right now about manifesting and just changing your mindset. And just if you think positive and then everything's going to be great and abundance will just flow to you. But the thing I love about Jen Sincero is she's like, fuck, no, you have to work really fucking hard. You have to take risks. You have to take action and you have to work and you can't expect things to be handed to you, you have mm-hmm. to like you have to hustle and you have to work for what you get, but you have to be smart about it and positive and like yeah, have that abundance mindset, but you have to have the action and be able to take the risks and have yeah. faith that I totally that's 
thinking that it's going to work out and that the universe is working in your favor and that if you just take the leap and believe in yourself and trust that things are going to work out the way that they're supposed to as long as you're still backing it up with that solid action then it'll come because you can't just sit back and think about money and think all lovey-dovey thoughts about it and then all of a sudden your bank account's going to be full like that's just not how it works um but I liked that part about the book too is it wasn't like painting this flowery picture that is giving people false hope about shortcuts to wealth and success or whatever I think just like like you said it's like that faith word keeps coming up too that it's like just knowing that like if you can check in with your gut and knowing that like whatever big risk you're gonna take yeah that whatever's gonna happen is supposed to happen and just really believing in that like that's where like the abundance comes through and how she like hopped on a plane and went to somebody's house and asked for like $40,000 to pay for like an executive coach for her to uplevel her life. Like what a huge risk. Like if that didn't work out, she'd be paying that woman back for like ever. Yeah. Well, and, but she was like, no, I know that this is what I need to do. And like, it, she just knew yeah. when you are in touch with your intuition and really start to listen to it and let it guide you that it can really lead you down incredible paths regardless. Like she didn't know what the outcome was going to be. She just went one step forward and totally paid off. And I think too, like understanding that failure is inevitably going to be a part of the process too. Oh yeah. And knowing that like with any risk there comes those failures or like those opportunities again to like reframe it as finding the lesson and understanding that like, each failure is designed to be a gift to give you yeah. something to go the next step, right? Because yeah. so many people that's see right. failure and then like the one-time failure, and it's like, well, this wasn't meant to be. Yeah, and then they give up. Whereas if you would have just taken that lesson and then applied it and moved forward in a new way, that could have been the thing that yeah. took you to that next level and actually made it a success, or the next thing after that. Right. Yeah. So it's again like, yeah, that strengthening that faith muscle, which is so hard to do because you're you're either living in faith or you're living in fear and Mm -hmm. abundance and a higher vibration and the flow of money and all of those things are going to be in the faith side of things and the scarcity and lack and, you know, failure and all of those things are going to be on that fear side. Right. Like. For sure. Yeah. It's just very interesting. But of course, like, it's not easy. We all, like, our brains are wired to respond to things we're fearful of and to keep us Mm -hmm. safe and protect us and to make safe moves so that we can survive, (laughs) you know? I think that's why it's such a practice, right? It takes, like, such hard work. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Every time I think negatively about money, maybe stabbing myself and being like, no. Cock blocking. Good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This is a good energy change. And in putting money into some things. And I think, too, it's like her. She really made me realize that when you invest in yourself, it's like one of those things. It's like you know it, but you don't really like know it, like feel it and know it. That it's like when you invest in yourself, everything that comes back is like tenfold. Yeah. And you really believe that you're worthy of that and checking your gut that, that, that 
that this is the next step and what you need to do. And it's so hard to do that. So hard. Like right now for Megan and I with Kindred, like this is our baby and this is what we want to do. And we love it so much. And Mm -hmm. we need to take a look at like what we're doing. And we've chosen to invest in ourselves so that we can go to that next level. But when you're in a position where, like, let's be honest, you're not making a whole lot of money. You're not bringing very much in at all. And you have to go in and, like, invest probably a large amount of money in order to invest in yourself to reap those benefits and go to that next level. It is so scary because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff at risk. And big time. And it yeah, it's safer to just not do that. But then you never know what could have happened if you don't Mm -hmm. take that risk. And I think too, like the thing of it is that so that I'm starting to understand and part of me still is like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you think that now and that's so crazy is it's like there's always gonna be a way to make money. Yeah, there's like if you like like I don't get me wrong, like people fall in really hard times and bad things happen and and it can put you in a really bad situation. But like it's never hopeless and you can start over and there's, you know, like I feel like what's the point of living your life if you just stay in this like one status quo of safety and but you're not evolving or moving forward or tapping into what you're here to do and Mm -hmm. in order to do that you have to get uncomfortable you have to do scary things you have to take risks you have to take hits and fail and learn and grow and I would rather live my life that way and mess up and have to learn hard lessons and you know, then but actually, I feel like that's actually living though. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to stay in that like safe spot all the time, that's not living. That's no. just surviving. Yeah, exactly. That there's no, there is no failure. Right. There's redirection and there's growth. Lessons. And, like, like lessons and new opportunities and anything that is perceived as like a failure is it's just like a constant redirection into like your true path. Agreed. Agreed. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. I think honestly, I think everybody should read this book Mm -hmm. because just to even come face to face with your own beliefs about money, because guaranteed on a day to day basis, you don't like, it's a subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. And you're on that, like, autopilot. But any opportunity we have to sit back in that observer seat yeah. to the take stock and really be present and look at how the beliefs that are, you know, subconsciously driving our actions and decisions and the things that we do in life checking in with ourselves to 
take stock if those things are really true anymore and if we need to mm-hmm. let some of those beliefs go and adopt new ones or try new ones on for size because if you're not doing that then you wake up five years later in a life that you like built that you made decisions that you were an active participant yeah. in and then you're like how did I get here this isn't what I yeah. want right mm-hmm. And so many people have those moments. Like I pretty much think like every romantic comedy or like movie out there is based off of that moment where you wake up and are like, this is not the life that I want anymore. How did this happen? You know? And we're so conditioned to it. I remember like when I was getting, when I first got like my job and it was like one of those steps to like be ready to like separate and ask for a divorce that it's like I had to get my own bank account because I hadn't had my own bank account for forever. My bank that I had a joint mortgage, joint account, joint credit cards with wouldn't give me my own account. And I had to go to a different bank. I had to go to three different banks before I got a bank account. And they had to, they asked me for my marriage certificate. I remember that. Open account. And I remember being, and even now it just like fucking infuriates me that I have to have somebody else's validation that I own my own money and I can do what I want and I know what I want to do with it. And then even separating, selling the house, paying off all the debt, being completely responsible, like completely responsible for my own household, for everything in it, and realizing that I make ends meet all the time, realizing how much of my money story didn't come from me at all mm-hmm. and how I was conditioned into thinking that I was the spender and bad with money and that like you should be hoarding it but like spending it on this and like just oh it's just it was so nice to have such a fresh start and completely reevaluate how I think about it but like seeing logistically too how I wasn't bad with money even though you thought that you were, but how often so many people aren't even given the opportunity to find that out for themselves. And I always think of that with like kids with allowance. Like I wasn't given an allowance as a kid and I had to spend my entire 20s learning money management, which I continued paying off for like my 30s and like had to finish paying off like thousands of dollars of debt, thousands and learning that and then how like you said before about how it's so conditioned in your family story that it's like, just because I am the stereotypical single mom, it's like that struggle story, right? That it's like, you can never get ahead and being able to like flip that on my kids and being like, no, like we're okay. We work hard at different things that enable us to do this. And if we work hard and focus on this and we'll be able to do that. And it's not like, oh, it's like we can't afford that right now, even though we can't. But it's like, no, like just flipping the perspective of it, like giving your kids and even yourself permission to figure out what your own money story is yourself. And it's like even with doing like the finances with Kindred, right? That it's like being able to be like, no, like let's really dig in and be like, what is this? And can I do this? And what are we going to spend the money on? Like we have complete responsibility for that and how we are very rarely given the opportunity for that. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Yeah. 
it just like infuriates me on so many levels but at the same time like that like anger like drives me forward to like want more and do more yeah. and like after reading that book it's like I remember texting you being like we need a coach yeah like we need this outside perspective to be like no like what do you want what's gonna make you money like that is not a bad thing how do you serve your people how do you serve your people on different levels how is that coming back to you and I love I love the idea that she has about giving money away for like 21 days yes straight. oh I'm so glad yes. you remembered that yeah, so we're going to do this on Instagram and our like cuz we're totally like Insta story addicts yeah. that if you couldn't tell YG, Yeah, uh Instagram account for 21 days Rain and I are going to give and leave money places. And so we're going to have all these people following us around now waiting to see where we're going to drop. Yeah, like, He's a superstar. Or like, oh, I have this great idea. I want to take like a $10 bill and like leave it in like one of my favorite books at a bookstore. Smart. And like you think too, it's like even just finding like the loony in the shopping cart, like how that is like the best. The best. Totally makes your day. And you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. And you're like, you feel about money all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's just like that practice component of, and that's the abundance, it's like such a key to abundance is being able to give as well as to receive, knowing that you're like worthy of receiving it, but also that you're worthy of giving it. Yeah. So if you guys so. want to follow along with us on Instagram, yeah. um, you can follow us on Instagram at kindredyeg. And if you want to participate with us, that would be yeah. cool too. I guess we kind of have to think of a hashtag. Oh yeah. We'll think of one. And you'll find it on Instagram. I think it's so good. I've been leaving, like, it's so weird with um, Reiki. I've never been in a job that I've received, like, tips before. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this, like, extra money. So I've been putting in a jar. I'm like, that's totally going to be, like, my... Giving like, jar? The giving jar, the abundance jar. Yeah. That's so Give good. some money. So good. Yeah. Should be, be interesting. And, like, and, a good way to be creative. Yeah. And, yeah, it's also a great way to feel good, too. Because even just the yeah. thought behind, like, thinking about that person that will find that money and how that will make their day or, like, how that will make them feel um, is yeah. just, like, how can you not feel good when you do stuff like that, right? So it'll be good. Yeah. What are we reading I now? What are, oh, yeah. Oh, God. What are I we reading now, Megan? No, but the this great book, Read Together, that we are. By Rebecca Campbell. Yes. Oh, my God, you guys. It's so good. What's next? Oh, no. Yeah. You're breaking up. And what else? Oh, no. What other book do you have on the go? Um, well, right, I actually have quite a few. Um, if you saw my library hall not too long ago, um, I have quite a few going on. I'm reading um, Rise, Sister, Rise, and I'm also reading a book called Full. Um, that's very, very interesting. And I'm reading a couple books on autism. Um, I'm <laughs> reading just a few things right now just like six just no like deal. yeah just a few things i also started this book the anatomy of the spirit yes. by oh 
you know like when you find books that you just feel are like written like just for you or like when those books find you mm-hmm. yep this is this is one of them yeah that's definitely gonna have to be on our list to do a podcast about for sure this best we'll be podcasting forever with all the books that we need yeah to <laughs> well you'll you guys need to keep your eyes and ears peeled for way more episodes coming out because we're gonna be we're gonna be pumping them out be good to go make sure you sign up for our newsletter at kindredyeg.com because we'll be sending out the podcast link and the youtube video link via email on that and keeping updated on our events and our blog posts and just what's what's happening and what's going on and it's all there that's it man i think that's it we're making money so i am megan parker quinn and i am Raina graham and together we are kindred yeah